0: Welcome to Is This Scary?
1: This is Shelby.
0: This is Phil. This is Zach. And this time around, we're talking about the 1999 indie sensation, the Blair Witch Project.
1: This was our last poll winner.
0: Yes, it was. And this is, I would have to say, the only really famous horror movie I can think of off the top of my head directly connected to Maryland.
1: I think you're right. I can't think of any other ones.
0: So, this movie is the brainchild of two gentlemen, Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. They came up with the idea while they were in film school in the early 90s in Florida. They said they originally started writing everything in about 1993 with the help of Ben Rock, as far as we can tell, although he's not credited for anything.
2: Well, he's not credited for the original Blair Witch, he's credited for... The mockumentary afterwards well that came out it said 1999 oh. so well i
0: believe it was filmed afterwards but it came out as part of the promotional materials for okay. the movie so mm, it, fair enough. it actually came out before the movie okay fair enough on the it was one of the first things of its type released on the internet because the blair witch was also one of the first horror movie well movies period to rely mostly on the
2: internet for publicity so on that note Something that I find fascinating uh, is that all three of us have kind of different introductions to this movie and this story and everything. Zach, you were cognitive when this movie was coming out. I was, was going to say, out. so
0: when this movie came out, I was 14 years old and... I was not allowed to go watch it in theaters for obvious reasons. I eventually saw it a few years later on either VHS or Blu-ray at a friend's house. Or not Blu-ray, DVD. Blu-ray wasn't even remotely a thing. (laughs) Not close, not in the early 2000s. But it's interesting because I remember all the stuff around it. Because I can remember the conversations that happened about the movie. Which is one of the things that launched it into the popularity because If you go back and you look at how the world was at the time, the world was really starting to interconnect with the internet at the time. It's not like it is now where you can, because even at that moment, you could tell your actors to lay fairly low and they could almost disappear. That's not something that you can do anymore. Social media wasn't a thing. Internet message boards were a thing. But that's not remotely close and just as toxic yeah they were but that's a completely different thing but like the 24-hour news cycle only existed on TV it did not include the internet nearly as much at that moment so it's just it's very interesting because again these guys had $60,000 wholesale which is why they relied on the internet so heavily because it was dirt cheap And what's also interesting is if you look at it, one of my favorite little historical gems from that is for the first year that the movie had a listing on IMDb, all of the actors were labeled as missing and presumed dead. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Which, again, something you get away back during baby internet. Mm -hmm. Now the internet is far too regulated and researched for anyone to let that stand. And then the side effect on that. That I found really interesting is Heather Donahue, who's the lead actress, didn't feel the impact of how effective the marketing was until her mom started getting sympathy cards in the mail. That's (laughs) insane. That was the biggest conversation about this movie at the time. Is this real? Did this happen? Are these kids dead? Did these kids actually die in the woods in Maryland five years ago? Well, probably not. And they would have been found because where they all disappeared would be... Patapsco State Park, yes.
2: Yeah, that's where the house is. That's where the house is. It's not
0: where the majority of the movie was shot. You're right. That's where the house is. You're right. And for those that don't know, the parts of Patapsco State Park that they are hiking in is sandwiched in between two highways and is extremely well-traveled. They would have been found. That house was a known quantity. In fact, it was owned by the Maryland State Park Service. It's not anymore because it was a death trap when they shot the movie and the Park Service it was briefly point- saved, but they were so worried. They took it down during Quiet. the night. Yes. like The park rangers quietly had it ripped down because they're like, morons that love this movie are going to come traipse through this house and somebody's going to go through the second story floor.
2: And... Yeah. <laughs> most of maryland in that area was like no this isn't good they were they were unhappy about it because they were it's it was such a historic house that it was that people in maryland that weren't attached to this movie at all wanted it to stay up and they're like no this can't happen Mm -hmm. this this can't be
0: good i will go ahead and say as a horror head you made the right call i am not mad at the maryland park service the rangers were right because no one was going to step Unless somebody was going to step up and fix up the house, that's the only way it could stay standing. See, Mm -hmm. I disagree with you.
2: I disagree with you. It should have stayed up, because then we could have recorded this at the house. And how great would that be?
0: I mean, that would be cool, except you're missing the point. The house would have been roped off by now because at least three people would have died in it because it
2: wasn't remotely safe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: More than hard hats. Yes. In order to survive that recording. So,
2: show me. What was your introduction to this movie and everything around it?
1: So, I was young at the time. And, I mean, I was six years old when this film came out. And at that time, I was not into horror films yet until I was in my teens. So, this movie, I got introduced in an oddball way because I was seeing the spoofs of it so scary movie i was seeing people make fun of it especially like the very end where it's the close-up the snot bubbles and everything like that i mean that
0: was on like snl and the like yeah Yeah.
1: everybody was making fun of this movie i knew what the basic concept of it was and it's i mean it's a very simple concept we'll go into detail in a little bit later but at the same time i never really heard anybody talking about it as like oh is this a real like urban legend never heard that I would hear other Maryland urban legends like Cry Baby Bridge, Seven Hills, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, never anything about the Blair Witch.
0: That's because by the time you were hearing about it, because the Blair Witch was thoroughly debunked by 01 at the latest, if right. not 2000. Right. Like the is it real conversation only lasted a year to 18 months before mm-hmm. it was completely. Now, everybody's fine. These mm-hmm. are all just low, you know, like low budget actors. Right. It's, it's not a problem
1: yeah but I've, but as of looking at like our pre-research before recording this there're still articles out there where they have to remind people oh yeah by the way these people are still alive and i and that's kind of like oh it's an impact and that's showing how successful this film was and it is kind of it came out at a weird time as you said with the internet and everything um so it was one of those double-edged sword kind of films where it was successful but at the same time it wasn't i mean it was successful enough to beat halloween um broke halloween's record as like the highest grossing independent film it took a filmmaker 20 years in order to break that record which is great
0: okay i mean it was successful and it wasn't and the On the It Wasn't side was for the actors. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. only one of them is still currently acting, mm-hmm. which would be uh, Joshua Leonard.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: been He's done bit parts all over the place. He's been in a bunch of movies you've probably seen, but you might not have seen him. And then Heather Donahue now lives in California and grows weed. In fact, she's written two books about it. And Michael C. Williams is now a guidance counselor, and he also runs acting classes, and direct school plays. So two of them are completely out of the movie industry. One of them is st- is a bit actor now. So it didn't do anything for any of their careers. and Probably hurt them more than it helped. I was about to say, famously, Heather Donahue signed everything without reading it properly, and it really screwed her over financially, because she made next to nothing on the movie. Yeah. Sucks.
1: Read the fine print, people.
0: Right now, who came out like Kings, the guys that created? I was going to say
2: Myrick and Sanchez did extremely well. Oh yeah. So, my experience with this movie was very interesting, in my opinion. Uh, I was five when it came out, so I was not paying attention to any of it. Who are these people? I don't care. I when I was a little older, I was in Boy Scouts, and we were camping in Burkittsville in the in the forest that it is uh, shot in and everything. like
1: It's where it's set, not yeah.
2: shot. Well, it's so. the well, pr- yeah, it, where the principal it,
0: photography happened, yeah, the majority because, of the movie. Yeah, the majority of the
2: movie, yeah. We were hiking those woods on this camping trip as one of the older scouts told me the story of the movie, the whole movie, told me the story of uh, the Blair Witch and then just went into the
0: mm-hmm.
2: nitty-gritties of the... Uh, of the story of the movie Mm -hmm. and so for me it wasn't i didn't get it as a movie like you all did i my first experience was like as a local folklore um by of an older boy as i said in scouts and so yeah that was my perspective of it was hiking through the woods and getting told this story that's how i got most of my maryland folklore and everything Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about oh. atmosphere, a way to
0: tell a ghost story. Oh, yeah. yeah like, God, in these very woods. Yes, this is how you start a good scary story.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's but, an easy way to play tricks on each other. Oh, well, yeah. it
0: is, but it also shows the lasting cultural impact of the marketing strategy, which I think is actually the most famous part of this movie, outside of the... Super close-up scene.
2: Right. Yeah, probably.
0: Because, and I guess we can go ahead and get into talking about the movie now. Mm -hmm. We've all seen this before we watched it for the episode, right? Yeah.
1: I knew the basic permit. I I think I've seen the ending, but I didn't see the whole thing. I don't remember it.
0: Okay, well then that's a good place to start. So, as a movie, as in cinematography, acting, etc., what were your initial impressions?
1: I thought the acting was very well done. Um, I'm not a big fan of like handheld found footage films, but this one was all right in regards to it's not like Cloverfield in comparison where it's like constant running. The shaky cam? Yeah, just constant running. It is a lot of conversations. That's the majority, the bulk of the film. It's Heather, Mike, and Josh stopping in the woods And it's like, all right, where do we go? We went south. Let's try going east or let's try going west. Do you have the map? That to me is more realistic. And again, that goes off of the acting in regards to uh, the basic premise of this film is literally three amateur filmmakers, film students are making a documentary about the Blair Witch. And they decide to go hiking to get more evidence or whatever. And they get lost in the woods. And that's it.
0: Right. Some
1: creepy things happen, but other than that, that's it.
0: There's no gore. There's no violence.
1: Not even jump scares. Nothing. Yeah,
0: no.
2: No, it's just tense.
1: It's it's tense. And I like those scenes where, especially Heather. Heather does a great job of her emotions will flip on a dime. Because there will be a lot of moments where they're arguing, then they're cracking jokes, and then they're crying. And just straight up having panic attacks. And it's very quick on how they do it. And it's just quick cuts. They'll just cut from scene to scene.
2: And I was going to say for me, on that same concept of uh, their acting and mm-hmm. the different emotions and all they uh, they show, I really like the like degradation of uh, the mental state as it is. Mm-hmm. As they go through all of the levels of denial mm-hmm. to the point where it's just... Of where they're just in the woods going, I don't have the energy to argue. I don't care. Yeah. I just want to get out. And like it gets
1: to the, I, I like when it gets to the point where it's later in the film. They they're going it's probably like what their third night or something like that. And it's it's unknown how many days really have passed. Um but they're talking about food.
2: They're yeah, just they're yeah. just talk,
1: they're like, man, I could kill for a burger right now, or I could kill for some cigarettes. And there's even a part where they have, like, a little hopeful because Joshua is looking for cigarettes, and then he finds some. So it's like, oh, maybe they'll actually get out. No.
0: (laughs) No. And as we'll, well, we'll talk about all that later. But, Mm -hmm. um, now one of the things I found very interesting, and going back to the quick cuts, Mm -hmm. so they were literally in the woods for eight days with a 35-page, well, quote-unquote, script. Basically, a outline of this is what you need to do because there's no written dialogue for this movie. It is the three actors playing off of each other based off of what they were supposed to be doing for that day's shoot. And the reason the movie... I'm actually impressed that the movie is so well filmed uh-huh. because it was filmed by the three main actors who were all given crash courses on how all of the equipment worked right before... They were sent out
2: into the woods.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of them were scouts.
2: So. new. No. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Talking That's- about them getting a crash course on the filmography and everything. Something that I didn't realize that was a goof. Uh, I picked up on one of them. In one of the scenes, you can see a field in the background. Uh, so they're super lost because fields can't definitely help you there. In another scene, you can see the road. Mm. I what, but that's the thing is I was so focused on the acting and everything else, I didn't notice that goof in the back. At all. I just looked it up.
0: Well, the movie's also really well edited because over the eight days they ended up about twenty hours of footage, that's chopped down to less than an hour and a half. So, they probably, due to the amateur nature of all of the shooting, they they probably cropped out as much of that as they could.
2: Probably. But I, what I was getting at is that I didn't notice it, so.
0: No, I didn't notice either. But yeah, exactly. It's if you're lost in the woods, you they actually did the right thing. Because you do pick a direction and don't stray from it. Or you either go down, you either find running water and you go up or down. You yeah. just pick one.
2: That was that was the one that I got questioned. <laughs> I always question about is like, they, they're lost. Why, are you, why do you just keep crossing the stream? Follow the, you have running water follow it but not nah, we're just going to keep crossing over and over well not to mention
0: and it's what leads credence to the fan theories about the movie because one of the big ones about this movie is that they're in a time loop mm-hmm. and that's why they can't find their way out of the woods mm-hmm. because when uh, i forget exactly what happens but it's because the film equipment is old enough that it doesn't have a running time track that uh-huh. is ever present on screen mm-hmm. The audience may not notice it, but I think if you're paying attention, because they spend the whole day traveling, mm-hmm. and when they wake up, they end up at the same stream that they started the day on.
1: I like that scene because this is like one of the first times they're like, We're going south, and they go and we they walk
0: and they go, and we walked south for eight hours. It
1: actually was more, it was 15. They were like, <laughs> We walked for 15 hours, and at first, because Mike's like, this is the same place that you we had to crawl over on our hands and knees in order to get over this, like, fallen tree. And Heather's like, it's not the same. It's the same tree. Like, she breaks it. Like, that, to me, was, like, realistic. She's in denial, denial, and then she's like, oh, my gosh, it's the same freaking tree. Like, and it, you could just hear it in her voice. She sounds exhausted To the point where, I mean, she's about to break. Like, she's mentally, physically just exhausted. She's done.
0: Okay, I guess. So, let's go ahead. We'll roll into a brief overview of the actual movie. So, the basic plot is Heather is a film student. Mm -hmm. She's shooting her, probably one of her final projects for film school. She knows Josh. Josh is the equipment guy. They somehow know Mike. It is not clear. Mm-hmm.
2: They hire Mike. They don't go. know Mike beforehand. They pick him up because he's got camping stuff. Yes. Yeah. Mike has, has
0: gear. Mike has the gear. So
2: yeah, yeah. you got two
1: people that know each other, and then you have some random guy.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. And the random guy usually causes a lot of problems because obviously, he sure does. I mean, he's <laughs> he loses the map. He destroys it on purpose. <laughs> so it's like really yeah. cool, man.
0: So Heather has been doing a lot of wilderness and survivalist reading mm-hmm. which is smart because she's right. planning on well here's the thing they were planning on obviously spending a weekend in the woods like that's that's the setup they're heading out on a friday night they need to be back by monday or by sunday i think
1: something like that they had, they
0: had and josh has to sunday work
2: yeah and they had to they have to return the camera
0: right so the camera needs to be back by sunday afternoon anyway
2: mm-hmm.
0: that that's the thing so they go out They've, they park on the side of the road by... What's the state park? Because it's uh, Burkittsville, Maryland. Y- well, no, it's, for,
2: uh, it's Seneca Creek State Park in Montgomery County, Maryland. Okay. I
0: jumped the gun on that. First, they drive to Burkittsville proper. They interviewed the mayor and other locals mm-hmm. about the Blair Witch. Because yeah. at that point, the filmmakers had gone out and they seeded the town mm-hmm. with their
2: fake legend. Yep. Right. And then they went. Then they go to a uh, graveyard, get a opening kind of scene, and cut in.
0: And 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 Heather uses her documentary voice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes,
2: so <laughs> yeah. good. And then Such they go to a potential, um, I
1: guess, survivor of Mary Brown. I think. Oh it was yeah. Something. Or
2: a potential uh, relative. She, well, it was an eyewitness. Okay, she saw, yeah, yeah. Smoothly, you're right.
1: She saw the witch. Um, oh,
2: yeah. And she's...
1: Crazy.
0: Well, kind of furry and covered in hair all over. Mm-hmm. you like, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Even though this part of the film is so quick, if you really pay attention to... Because all the locals are saying different things. They're not really saying a lot of stuff that is cohesive. Because the main older guy, I think it was the mayor.
0: He's was, the mayor. Yeah,
1: because yeah, he was talking about how um, all of a sudden all these children had disappeared. Uh, All these children died in like one year span or something.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, but that part of the story was uh, backed up by the guy that was standing by his truck, Mm -hmm. and
1: also with Mary talking about in the cemetery because she was like, if you notice in the cemetery, majority of these graves are all children that all died on. Heather, not Mary, or Heather, sorry, but and that comes up again during one of the nights while they're in the woods. It does.
2: Yeah. After that. They uh, park by the side of the road and decide to go hiking in the woods. Yep. So they start
0: the woods on day two because they sleep in a motel overnight. They're looking
2: for this special graveyard is one of the things they're looking for, along with right. the and possibility of a house.
0: They, yes, because they did say they were looking for the witch's house.
1: Mm-hmm. They find a rock that is on uh, like a riverbed that's supposedly a big thing. the coffin rock yeah the coffin Mm -hmm. rock um other than that i mean it's so it's mainly them just walking for a while and they start hearing things at night
2: well they knock over piles of rocks yes which has something to do with the legend josh josh that's important so josh yes
0: josh accidentally kicks over one of the piles of rocks
1: heather tries to fix it and touches it
0: well yes after they walk a respectable distance away from the rocks, is in, they can't see them anymore because they're freaked out by them. They camp for the night. During the night, they hear sounds of lots of activity around their tents. tents. Like, people are snapping twigs, walking around, but that's about it, night mm-hmm. one. It's maybe, okay, so maybe somebody is going on a midnight hike or something. Yeah. Like, they it don't goes, think much of it.
1: Yeah, it goes from, especially as they're not really that far into the woods, that, oh, it could be just somebody that might be hunting, or it yeah. could be just somebody who's just going, walking through the woods. But then as the nights go by, it becomes worse. some, yeah. Mostly the boys think that it is um, it is locals playing a prank on them, Because the locals already know that they are here to do a documentary, so they're doing it on purpose. Or it could be some crazy, like, people that live in the woods that are just following them because they want them off their territory or something like that. Right. Yeah, but as, I think it's like night two, or like night three.
0: Well, it's night, so night two happens after they have a day of, we found the cemetery in the pile of rocks. We have enough footage to put something together let's go back to the car you need to get home or yeah they only had two days because yeah. it's josh at that point is i haven't called my girlfriend in a day i have worked in a couple of hours like i've got stuff if i disappear people are going to notice that i'm missing and so they go okay let's try to find the car and even though heather taught herself how to read the map and i'm sure probably went out and practiced navigating by map before she got into the woods cuz she seems to know what she's doing can't get them out of the woods and they do have some squabbles and everything but day 2 in the woods is fairly uneventful and then you have night 2 and it's there's more noise and twig snapping and it, like people are messing with the tent
2: mm-hmm. Isn't that the night where they wake up to find a pile of rocks in front of their tent? Yeah. So, Several yeah. piles of rocks. Three piles. I thought first... No, no, no. No, there's three? Yeah. Uh, it's, so
0: it's day three in the woods is when they wake up. And yeah, there are one in the middle, and then there's two out from that in the woods. And they're like, why did we set camp next to these things? And it's either Josh or Mike or Neil's. And also, I think we would have noticed if we were... Pitching the tent right next to these stupid rocks. Right. Why would we do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. And so we mentioned this moment earlier in the episode, but this is the point where Heather's like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get our bearings. I'm going to find a couple of landmarks. I'm going to triangulate where we are. and I'm going to get us out of the woods today. And then she rips through everybody's packs, looking for the map until they get into a fight. And Mike reveals that he's like, look, You didn't know how to read the map. The map was useless. I kicked it into the creek. It's gone.
1: (laughs) And the thing is, he's literally cracking up the whole time. And they're like, wait a minute, are you joking? Like, at first they're like, you're joking, right? And then they're like, are you kidding me?
2: This is the point in time where someone is going into the river to find the map. Yeah,
1: it's like.
2: And not coming out till they find it.
1: Yeah, because he's literally, like, laughing, like, this is hysterical, like, um, like, almost like he's crazy. And then, then once it hits him, like, I just screwed us all.
0: And then once they can stop trying to beat the crap out of each other in the woods, Mike still has his compass, mm-hmm. so they say, okay, where did we come from? I think Brickettsville was south of here. We should go south. So they go south, and they walk through the woods, and then they find...
1: the Twig people.
2: Twig. Yeah. So twig. I like the also twig. Sorry.
1: where it was set up with the twig people. I like if you pay attention to it was a lot more open in this area in comparison to the shop before. Also the color too. They definitely shot this at like magic hour, so right as the sun's going down because it was very like yellow, very mm-hmm. hazy. Almost you could almost see that it was like getting extremely cold because this was filmed yeah. around like halloween time
2: right it, when it wrapped was wrapped production on october 31st
1: yeah
0: well and back when it actually got cold in october in maryland exactly because we had a very balmy october this year exactly <laughs> tears tears yeah.
1: I liked this because it was a break. Because after just going through the hysterics and everything like that, all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got stuff now. Because Heather automatically goes into documentary mode again. Well, While Mike and Josh are like, okay, you got your footage. Let's get the hell home.
0: And I think that is a coping mechanism for Heather. Yes. Because it's one thing that she can make sense of. It's, okay, I'm out here to make a documentary about the Blair Witch. Here's some weird witchy crap. Let me get it on camera. She's
1: trying to find a positive. And that's what you're supposed to be doing in a survival situation. You have to find some sort of positive or you're going to break. So I see what she's doing there. But, yeah, it. I mean, she's sitting there. There's constant, like, she, different types of shapes of, like, twig people all hanging from the trees. Huge ones. Like, they look like they're, like, people hanging from the trees. And... Um, weird, like, triangle shapes and everything like that. Yeah. And then, I mean, then it's just like, okay, we got the footage. Let's move on. Our main focus is getting the heck out of here.
0: And so then they travel until they lose the light, and they make camp, and they decide not to make a fire this tonight because, like, look, the last two nights, people have come and messed with us. Yeah, and then this is night three, And then, actually, this is where they hear the kids laughing for the Mm -hmm. first time. But this is just that layered lore that the movie does really well Mm -hmm. in a subtle way without insulting the audience, which I appreciate. Because it's like, yeah, the Blair Witch is connected to dead kids. Creepy camping. Day three, super lost in the woods. That's how you do tension.
1: And that's what – this movie is very subtle because you don't see anything – this is a movie where you also you have to ver- you have to pay attention to your ears a lot. This is because I mean there's no score, there's no music. It is all about the creepy noises that you hear in the woods. And I mean, I've gone hiking in the woods. I go walking in the woods all the time. I know you have, guys have done yeah. it too. I mean, you hear weird things in the mm-hmm. woods, but then you're you're mentally physically exhausted, you're starving, you're dehydrated. Um, and then on top of that, you are you got stories of witches in your head. Your mind's going to mess with you, and you're going to hear things. Oh,
0: yeah. And then at some point during the night, something just shakes the crap out of the tent. They book it and go sleep under a tree for the rest of the night, mm-hmm. which... If you're that freaked out, wouldn't you just hunker into your sleeping But Like, oh, yeah. I'm not going and sleeping out in the open. I, mean, I don't understand this decision. <laughs> eventually, and I said this while
1: we were watching this, eventually I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go out swinging. I'm like, give me my baseball bat. I'm good. Let's go. I'm going to beat the crap out of some low ghost children. Let's let's go. They might want to just play baseball. I mean, I'll, I'll teach them. It's okay.
2: <laughs> this is when they find all of their possessions have been moved, Josh's specifically is all over the place and covered in a very interesting slime.
0: Yeah. It's some sort of, like, dark goo slime material that Mm -hmm. no one can identify. This is the point in the movie where the time loop shows up Mm -hmm. because they they walk and 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 they walk, and they come back to the river that wasn't too far from the coffin rock with the fallen tree that they had to crawl over, which... For all of them, they're like, at least we found this. We can't be that far from the car. And then they just can't find the car. Yeah. And are forced to camp in the woods for another night.
2: And this is when Josh
0: was missing. Yes. In the morning, they just find it. Josh's clothes balled up. All of his stuff's gone. There's no trace.
1: I mean, and he's gone for days.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. He's gone for the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah. I think it's at least... Two days have gone. It seems like it is. No, it's, but it's only it's, one. So it's only one? It it's only one, one
0: day, and then... Longer. During the night. In the middle of the night, yeah.
2: What do they hear? They hear Josh yelling for them. I do have to say, real quick, during the day, Mike and Heather do seem to, like, come together. They don't hate each other anymore. They It they takes most it. of the day, but yeah. they do get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, during the night, they hear Josh. So, they start running... Uh, getting out of the tent, running. They don't find anything, and they uh, think the witch lured them out of the tent, so they scrambled back. And that leads to the morning.
0: Right, so after, what, traumatized night number Mm -hmm. five now? Yeah. Something like four or five. uh, Yeah. It's too many. That's how many it is.
1: There's still more bundles, uh, or there's still more rock formations around the tent. And they find
0: a bundle of sticks and Josh's shirt.
1: Yeah, Heather actually decides, I'm going to go digging in these rock formations. And I'm like, no, you're stupid. Don't touch it. No touchy. No touchy. And she decides, what is under here? And she finds a bundle of sticks that is wrapped and is actually tied tight with a piece of Josh's flannel shirt. And she's like, I know what this is. You can hear it in her voice. You don't see her face because she's filming everything. She's like... Like she gasped, like she knows. Like this is her buddy, like she knows. Mm -hmm. And so she opens it up and she just freaks out because of what she finds is blood, teeth, and most likely other body
2: parts. Because this is one thing that I've always had a problem with is Mm -hmm. I could always see blood and teeth.
1: Yeah, I didn't see anything else.
2: Apparently there's teeth, hair, a finger, and uh, a large piece of a tongue. Which,
1: I'll tell you one thing though. That blood was on point.
2: It looked good. It yeah. looked
1: good, and I mean, I was like, "All right, I could." See. The tooth looked good. I mean, it was looked like it was like freshly extracted. So I was like, "Okay." You
0: couldn't real. I, I'll agree with Phil though. You couldn't really tell the you finger couldn't... or the chunk of tongue. Probably like, the maybe, hair,
1: maybe because there were dark points in it. But I'm like, we're getting a little too technical. Well, about but
0: it. the other thing is, this was shot on. I don't think it was Super Eight, but it was shot on. The best footage is on the 16mm black and white camera, and the other one is a, is a late 90s handy cam. So this is a videotape in 16mm. There's not a high def cut of this movie because you can't. It's, shot, it's not shot on commercial grade equipment.
2: Uh, she also doesn't, doesn't tell Mike. Mike.
0: Yeah, that's a very... That point I don't think I picked up on, but it makes sense because, like Shelby said, she's so freaked out because at this point... The one person she actually knew and had a relationship, Mm -hmm. she's found chunks of him. Mm
2: -hmm. So, I think it's interesting because both of these decisions definitely lead into what she does at night, which is the most infamous scene of this movie, which is her talking to the camera, apologizing to everyone. And it's not running out of her nose. Very lightly, you don't really notice it as much in this, not like the... uh,
1: the spoofs have it. That have <laughs> Where it's just a massive like, bubble. Over-exaggerated it. But yeah, yeah. she's like saying, I'm sorry to my mother. I'm sorry to Josh and Mike's family. Yep. And it's, it's it's a great point. Because you could just... She's cold. She's hungry. she's And she is like... She's like, I'm done.
0: Well, yeah. And the biggest part is... She blames herself for everything. She's like, my project. It's my film. They never would have been out here if it was for me. But... I, I don't know because Josh was being a good friend and helping her out, mm-hmm. and, and Mike Mike, and Mike wanted to make some money. Nobody forced either of the guys to be out, and so at this point, they hear Josh is screaming and crying again, mm-hmm. and they follow it, and they magically transport into a different state park.
2: <laughs> <laughs> magically, they could have the of Potomac. Yep, top.
1: and they find a big, huge house.
2: They do. Yep, and uh, they go inside, still hearing the cries, and they run upstairs to be one of what I think is probably one of the coolest scenes, and when I was told the scene in the uh, hiking, they walk, they go upstairs into the attic, and then there's kids' handprints in blood all over the walls. Mm-hmm. Yep. I envisioned this to be much bigger and more grotesque when well, I was a I, kid. Yeah, and but I But even though, it's a great scene.
1: It is a great scene. And the thing is, it's not... When you first look at it, it doesn't really look like blood. It just... It's black.
2: Well, yeah, you're seeing it through the uh, yeah. the black and white camera.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's like, oh, is this like... But, I mean, they go upstairs, can't find anything, and they're like, Oh, he's in the basement, let's go. And then,
0: the further down they go in the house, the less handprints they see, and more vague demonic symbols keep showing up. Mm-hmm. True. True.
2: The other thing about it is they are not together. They broke the one rule. Don't split the party. Because I think it's Mike goes down first. Mike yeah. goes in the
0: basement first, yes. And then his camera drops. Well, because Mike is attacked by an off-screen assailant that we never see. Yep. So Mike's camera drops and he's just dragged off into the... Well, we assume he's dragged off into the darkness because by the time Heather hits the basement, Mike's just gone. You just won't... Well, or you just you see, see him disappear?
2: No, you see a individual in the corner. Well, that's Josh. That's, I always thought it was Mike.
0: Mm-hmm. Josh is the one standing.
2: Nope. Uh, captures camera captures Mike standing in, in oh, a corner. Oh, okay. Which is a big thing with the Blair Witch is that they uh the individual would have one person standing in the corner not looking at them as they kill the other person. Yeah. And then they go kill that person. Then Heather's camera drops, and that's the end of the movie. Something that I found interesting, though, doing a little bit of research into it, apparently there was a individual dressed up as the Blair Witch off to the side, and the camera never panned. So you never see the Blair Witch, and that was an accident. But I think it's more effective that way. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. I agree with you. I just think, I think it's funny.
1: Mm-hmm. And go off of that, because that's what I was expecting, because there is a lot of Windows in this house that are very open. There's no glass. There's no curtains. But as the camera is moving and you pan through all these windows, you're expecting to see something standing in the windows. At
0: least like a, a creepy kid, a shadow figure, yeah. something.
1: Some like lady with a whole bunch of hair on her. Something like You are expecting to see something and you see nothing.
0: And I actually appreciate the lack of payoff more. Yes. Because again... This whole thing cost sixty grand. I am fairly certain the person that didn't make it off camera probably looked ridiculous. Exactly. So it's probably better that the actor that was dressed up as the witch didn't get shown. Because at what with sixty thousand dollars, where you're at the end of day eight, you're probably out of money unless they specifically put money aside for that. It's probably just somebody like in a black shawl or it, something.
2: It describes it. Because it was uh, uh, Ricardo Marino, who was wearing a white long johns, white stockings, and white pantyhose pulled over his head. Wow. No,
0: it's worse than I imagined. Yeah. No, thank you. (laughs) Honestly, it's better that it did get seen. You know what, though? With the the description of that get-up, I think they were just trying to go for... It probably would have shown up as, like, a white amorphous blob. Probably. But...
1: Have really bright lighting or something
0: like that. Yeah, you'd have to have something to obscure it because otherwise he would, the guy just would have looked ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would have. But I like the just uncertainty of the ending. It's obviously they don't, because you, you find out through the marketing that these three college kids die. But at the end of the movie, <clears throat> the only. Josh is definitely dead because. We found... Heather found pieces of him. Uh, Heather's more than likely dead. You're really not sure what happens to Mike.
2: Right. Well, I mean, you assume he dies because of how the blur, Witch is supposed to kill people.
0: Right. But you're not shown anything, which yeah, I, yeah. again, appreciate. And then we come to the sequel.
2: Uh, no, we don't need to talk about that. That that was a travesty. Mm-hmm.
0: So I watched it. Um. Have you seen any early to mid-2000s real trash garbage horror movies? You have seen Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, with everybody in the, you know, the the metal ball necklaces and just really bad fashion of the time, spouting garbage one-liners and not acting very well. Mm-hmm. And then the... What? 2016, I think.
1: hmm Yeah. I think there's even a game, too.
0: There is, is a game. There is also a comic book. I looked, by the way. All of those are way long out of print and very expensive. I'm not going to try to bother.
1: Well, just compare this, this film to Hell House LLC and how they do the post, or I guess the pre, how they handle the story. It is found footage, but they do a whole thing where they do the interviews. I mean, it is documentary style as well, but they also go, they see the interviews from the newspaper and the newscasting and stuff like that. I can't remember how it just ends. Does it
0: just end with that? It just ends yeah, in so the basement. It's the
1: same thing, yeah. It just mm-hmm. ends in the basement.
0: Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Hell House LLC just ends in the uh, department. 2A or something. Yeah. It's it. not... The hotel room.
1: Yeah, hotel room, yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's the same thing. It doesn't it doesn't it just ends. That's it. So that's all you really need. I'm like you don't need anything else. You don't need yes, four three teenagers are missing in this in the woods of Maryland. We don't need to, we don't need that. That's not gonna give us anything.
2: And to be fair, they, they did that at the beginning of the movie with they found this the uh, document they found this footage. Mm-hmm in this house in the woods
1: yeah
2: right and Um, that was all
1: typed it wasn't even like somebody talking it was just like it
2: was typed yeah yeah. it's there for maybe 20 seconds Mm
0: -hmm. i mean at this point i guess we can go into the legacy because this is not the first found footage horror film it's not the first handycam horror film yeah. It's the most famous and successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this spawned dozens of rip-offs, the most famous of which is the Paranormal... Well, is Paranormal Activity 1, which is a decent movie, mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity 2, which is slightly less good, and then they made more for some reason. That's yeah. another one of those series that needed to stock two movies in, because it just gets really we- dumb complicated for no reason. But how
2: can we tell her great story about a witch coven abducting a child, and then giving the child back, and then abducting it again. Yeah, I know. And then abducting it again! (laughs) Cries in confusion.
0: VHS tapes and video cameras are spoopy. (sighs) Pretty much. Anyway. Cries in confusion. It is one of those, and it's also one of those movies that I would put akin to all of the people that went and saw the Sex Pistols live, and it was hey, if these people can do this for almost no money with crappy equipment, me too, except none of you did it very well.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, come on. One of the major inspirations in then starting this project was watching paranormal documentaries and going, these are scarier than horror movies. We should do this. And I mean, they do it well. It's yeah. Like we said before, it's a very tense movie.
0: It's atmospheric, lots of natural light except for in the night scenes, and I'm sure they had somebody pull out a light rig, because you can actually see stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. Just a flashlight.
0: I'm sorry. I've been in the Maryland woods at night. It gets dirk. It, yeah, it it, it's, still a little,
1: it's a little spooky out here, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does.
1: I guess we'll go into horror news. So, Jordan Peele's um, new horror film, Nope is is most likely coming out it's scheduled to come out this summer of of this year the only problem is if i guess cases of covid still rise it's probably either going to get a streaming release date or it's going to be pushed back not really much said on it trailer has not been released yet so again it really depends on when he decides to I guess when he makes the decision on what his release date is, we probably won't get a trailer for a while. And again, Jordan Peele did Get Out, and he also did Us. So this is like his third like big horror film. Going off of horror video games, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach is out. I've watched the gameplay a lot. It's very different from past Five Nights at Freddy's, because it is a bigger, open world. Um, so There's a lot of exploring, but still have the traditional jump scare game. So far, the only thing that I've seen when it comes to negative reviews about it, it does have a lot of glitches, but they're trying to fix it at this moment. So it's not perfect.
2: So on a different note, there is a new animated uh, DC short that is Constantine, the House of Mystery. Mm -hmm. It's been rated R for bloody violence. As everything Constantine should be. And it is uh, supposed to come out spring 2022. Nice. I am a major Constantine fan.
1: And I guess the last thing is countdown to Scream (laughs) 5.
0: Which is either going to be great or finally kill the series.
1: My only concern. Because there's
0: very little in between. Yeah.
1: My only concern, and they did this with Halloween, they are going to show too much of the movie in, um, screen spot clips and extended trailers. I don't want to see any of that crap.
0: I'm not watching anything for screen. I've already seen trailers, so.
1: I mean, I saw the main trailer. Other than that, I don't want no TV spots or anything, because that's the problem, is they start releasing, like, clips Mm -hmm. too early. I don't want to see any of that crap. Even though it might be 30 seconds long or two minutes, three minutes, I don't want to see no clips. Nope, nothing. And I hope they don't do that. But.
0: They will. They will. They will. Zach, you got anything? I was going to say on the streaming front of horror, I'm still, I want to see what Netflix is going to do with Texas Chainsaw Mm -hmm. and I want to see what Hulu is going to do with (laughs) Hellraiser. Mm -hmm. I have much higher expectations for one because we haven't seen any footage at all from Hellraiser and what we've seen from Texas Chainsaw worries the crap out of me.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, also, scary stories to tell in the dark is on Netflix. Go watch it; it's good. It's yeah, fun. if you
0: haven't seen that, that is a great. It's it. It's aimed at teenagers. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's a lot of fun. It's real mm-hmm. cool, real good.
1: And the the winner for our most recent poll for um comic books was Lock and Key, correct? Yep.
2: So yes. we're gonna read the first selection. Yeah. So.
1: And so. again, our plan for the next like month or so is winter. Yes.
0: So, (laughs) if you have any suggestions for us, like we've said before, The Thing.
1: The Shining.
0: I mean, if you guys don't say anything, it'll probably end up being Misery, because that's a great movie, and we should all watch
2: that. Have you seen Misery? I've seen Misery.
1: You haven't seen The Shining, though,
2: though. No. I did want to bring this... I was thinking about bringing this up, because The Shining, I didn't feel like I needed to watch, because that was the other story he told me while we were walking in the woods that day oh so while we were hiking he told me the story of the shining also and the overlook hotel okay
1: i'll be so excited when we talk about the shining because i i had to literally watch that movie six times in a row for a paper i wrote 14 pages and it still wasn't long enough for that paper i i i was seeing jack torrance everywhere (laughs) i bet
0: i was excited all right well You guys will figure out what we did the next episode. Yep. Whatever our idea is. So, this is Zach.
1: This is Shelby.
0: This is Phil. Stay spooky.